The Up With The Bonnets podcast is brought to you by Hilltown Electrical. Hilltown Electrical deals with both domestic and commercial jobs. You can find them on Facebook or by contacting them on 07793 847 390. Christmas, Happy New Year. It's episode 76 of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. We are back with lots to speak about. I'm your host, Daniel Smith, and with me is the main man, Mr. Paul Gray. <laughs> Happy New Year, Danny. How are you doing? I'm really good, mate. Really good. Um, never got up to much this New Year. What about yourself? I just chilled out. Watched uh, Edith Bowman and that. It was pretty boring, to be honest with you. Love her, love her take a beating. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, of mm-hmm. course, of course, of course. I'm on a yeah. detox now, mate. I'm on a detox. <laughs> <laughs> was it sober January or something like that? Is it? Oh, get that in the bin. That ah, was wiped I... out. That was wiped out on the first mate. Come on. <laughs> Surprisingly, I never drank at all Christmas or New Year. What? No, never had a drop of it, mate. I had my night out on the twenty third, and overdid it then. And also Christmas was the, the wee lass's uh, three-year-old, so she was just so hyper and never had the chance, never had the chance to hear drink. I would usually call you a pap, but well done, Danny. Well done, yeah. mate. You, you, you've done well, mate, honestly. Yeah. Probably the only person I know that stayed off it. <laughs> <laughs> and then also New Year came along and uh, my, wee, my wee dog, my wee pup, got the, the Pav, Pavlo virus. What? Pavlo? Was it Pavlo? Paro virus, or what was it again? <laughs> it was bad though, mate. Mate, I hope the dog's all right. Like, yeah. Aye, he's he's better now. Um, Parvo virus, actually, yeah. Uh, he's better now, but yeah, oh man. At one point, we thought that was it. Worst I've ever seen him. Mental. Not good, mate. Not up, good. Up, up two... He's on the mend. That's all yeah. that matters. Mental, oh, yeah. up, up two nights. Two nights uh, nursing him. He was not doing anything except for being sick and... I'll just leave the details to you can Google what that is, but uh, but he's up by being he's he's back being the same though, annoying, barking, licking his paws, and just being a general dog in the house that thinks he owns it. Brilliant. Well, that's good news, mate. That's good mm-hmm. news. Nothing worse, mate. Nothing worse at all. I hate yeah, it. I know. So, well, we've had plenty, plenty happening actually. We've kind of left it a wee bit. Here, but we're going to come back and record after the Aberdeen game. That never happened. Mm. We were going to record after the Celtic game. I thought, fuck that. And then <laughs> the Kelly game, we thought... Wait, Danny, we forgot. We for- no, we didn't say. We didn't think fuck that. We, we forgot. <laughs> no, but, yeah, conveniently. Conveniently. Yeah. Put, it, put it to the back of our minds. Um, Kelly game, it was a case of, oh, the St. Johnson game's close. We'll just speak about both games after that. And then, mm. well, yeah. So we've we'll, we'll got a lot of things to speak about. Man, we've got loads to get through. We've got loads, loads to get through, to be honest, to, despite it. So let's kick off We something that didn't kick off. It was the Aberdeen game on the 23rd. Mm. Uh, shit show, really, was it? I mean, we've all seen the videos and the pictures of the pitch, and it never looked bad. It never looked bad at all. And by the time three o'clock came, the players are doing training on it. It's, it's yep. good weather outside. Nothing wrong with it at all. Aberdeen, understandably, absolutely loved. We had a full uh, house of Shankly fans coming down. 
Dundee absolutely love it as well. I mean, you, you, you look at their club statement that got put out going on about the refs. Well, it was half of the refs team turning up uh, really late or later than normal. What was it 20 to 1, 10 to 1? Then they conducted yeah. the, the pitch uh, the, the pitch inspection and called off and away they went. Um, no, what was it again? There was no consult- consultation uh, with Police <laughs> Scotland club officials, managers, the SBFL delegate, the match commander, uh, the safety team or grounds team. Uh, it was just announced publicly without giving officials uh, and Police Scotland the opportunity to manage supporters' safety consideration. Uh, the club, actually, there was people outside Dens, uh, to my knowledge, that knew about it, i.e. the TV. They must be the BBC crew. They were mm. telling people the game was off before people in the stadium or some people in the stadium knew it was off. So how would they know? Like how how would the information get to them with without it going through the proper channels? How did like linesman, fourth official, ref maybe just walked to it and was like, game's off, lads. He couldn't like, be arsed, mate. He, the ref clearly couldn't be bothered. Who was it? Was no. that Monroe, was it? Was it Monroe? Ah, he's got he's, yeah. he's got previous with that uh, calling the game off him. He, he clearly either had a night out the night before, turned up late, um, or he had a night out that night and decided he wanted to get back to wherever he lived to, to go out on it. But horrendous decision, man. And, and it's one that will cost the club because you would have been looking at full hospitality yeah. for this game as well. Uh, Aberdeen sold out their allocation yeah. as well. You know what I mean? But see, they... I know Barry Robson came out and he was kind of saying, um, oh, disappointing not to play the game, disappointing. He didn't want a game on, mate. Well, there was wee what? whispers. Oh, there's been whispers. Yeah, yeah. He, he was happy. They were, the team were already on the bus. They were already on the bus. Do you know what I mean? And then he's basically going, oh, I feel sorry for the fans. No, you didn't. He, he does not. No, he didn't want to play that game. It was fucking evident, mate. Mm-hmm. Disaster. It was a total shit show, though. And and and, and I like the approach from Fenton basically coming out, like he says, and he was like, we will be dealing with this internally and we'll go to, be going to the SFA about it. It'd be interesting to see what their complaint's like <laughs> and if anything will happen from it. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. like he says, the boy Monroe, he's got previous. Like... He, he was at the controversy in the St. Mern game, St. Mern Celtic game there as well. Do you know what I mean? So, nah, there's someone no right we have. Like, there's someone no right there at all. <laughs> well, anyway, the game was called off, but three days later, the Celtic game, Boxing Day, it was, uh, there was no doubt of that game uh, not going ahead, unfortunately for us, because it was an absolute spanking. Uh, the Celtic dominated from the first touch to the last really did that Dundee oh, didn't yeah. lay a glove on them and you, you wanted to see better because Celtic only really you know hitting the gears this season and they're there if you put a performance in against them you can get a result as we've seen with other teams uh, we just we just won the races that day and it was so disappointing to to, to see that and because I did feel that if we go here and here go at them and we might get so on here, but it was not to be, and it ended up in the usual Celtic uh, victory <laughs> at Dundee at Dens. I think that goes way back to the 80s uh, when Tony Goyd scored. Yeah, something like <laughs> 32, 3, 4 games without a win at Dens. Like, I, like I've probably said on numerous occasions, I wish we'd really had a go at them, eh? Because, I mean, like it says, if we'd put them under pressure, their fans would have got on their backs and that. But, mate, Celtic strolled it. Look at the stats. It was like, I'm sure it was something like 38 goal, goal attempts, 23 corners, something like that, and the three quarters of the possession. 
So, but our, I mean, our game plan failed as far as I'm concerned, mate. We were, we were kind of set up for a draw, but we were pinging long balls, but we couldn't hold it up. And then it was just, you weren't you weren't alleviating the pressure, put it that way. You wanted your strikers to hold up the ball, but they mm-hmm. couldn't. They just couldn't. So, I mean, and there's only so much pressure, pressure you can soak up. That's it. And we just put it. I mean, see, the only highlight for me in that game is Trevor Carson going for Vickers. Carter Vickers. That was the only yeah, highlight yeah. for me. <laughs> that, that, was that was it. Yeah, yeah. That was it. I mean, and like in in those games, like I was saying, you know, about alleviating pressure and whatnot, but I mean, you want you can maybe ride your luck, but I mean, the luck's going to run out at some point. And mm. Selick were missing copious amounts of chances, man, that they should have scored. Kyogo's in the first half. He does in that as well. Look, it was 3-0. Could have been six or seven. Do you know what I mean? Mate, on on the, the the watching the game, looking at the stats of the game, three 0 for Dundee is actually a good result coming at that. It's actually, one. no that, bad. It could have been an absolutely fucking hammer in that one. It could have been. I seen somebody going out. Ah, could have been nine, but only Diddy teams concede nine to Celtic. Nah, nah, we were there. We're not that bad. Absolutely we're not that, that bad. bad. Nah. <laughs> Just disappointed in the manner of the goals that we conceded. Though I thought the first one going through Carson's leg and second one he. I don't know, he's, he's just not got a strong enough hand on it. But look, like you says, we didn't lay a glove on them. That was it. Mm-hmm. We just let Celtic just have the ball and just do what they always do in games. Too much respect to give in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would have well, liked to have seen us go for it. And if even if we got B5 now, but we had a go, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. But we'll move on. And the next uh, game, we made the trip down to Ayrshire, darkest, deepest Ayrshire, uh, to take on Kelly and ended up in a 2 2 draw and an absolute uh, exhilarating finish to the game, wasn't it, Paul? Oh, it was brilliant, man. Absolutely brilliant. Like, But I mean, I've seen everybody and their dog saying it and even said it at full time. Doherty said it in his post uh, post match. It was a game of two halves. It was that cliche, mate. We were in total control in the first half, and in the second half, they just came back in it. Mm-hmm. I think a point's a fair, fair. That's a fair point for each team. I mean, well, this was the the game that my, my we poor pooch took on well. So by the time it was all done and dusted, and I managed to get a few years cap, uh, I managed to catch the second half. So I missed the first half. So I've looked at what people have said at the first half, and thought, oh, Dundee are really, you know. Like showing themselves as potentially being winners here. And oh, yeah. this, the second half that I seen, it was like, oh, what happened? Have I jinxed it? Because uh, it didn't seem like we were at the races. And then after the last, like, I think the last 28 minutes, it just seemed to be an onslaught for, for Kelly. Oh, mate, you shouldn't have bothered watching it then. You have definitely <laughs> jinxed that. But I mean, the game started scrappy. I remember that. The ball wasn't getting on the deck. It was all kind of headers and hoofs and tackle. It was pure hash. But then, as soon as Dundee got the ball in the deck, man, you could see the difference in the teams, difference in the quality, man. Um, and like it says, the game, obviously, we we got more into the game, coincidentally, as the ball was starting to get played on the deck. They didn't know what to do. And Dundee were just doing the one-touch passing, you know, pass-move, pass-move, and ripped them absolutely apart, man. I, I'm just disappointed we didn't get, you know, a second before half-time. I think if we got a second, then we would have been, been playing sailing. Like, mm-hmm. But it wasn't to be, but, mate, what a goal. What a goal from McCowan, by the way. He only scores good goals, does he? he? Honestly, you could do, you know, see, oh, imagine somebody just make up a video of all of Luke McCowan's goals because there'll be absolute rakers. Absolute rake. But that one, obviously, you got a break of the ball, but see that? Oh, just sumptuous, mate. 
Right in a bottom corner. Sensational. But the thing is that as much as Kelly, for what I've seen, obviously, uh, I couldn't really compare it to the first half at the time, but I got so far into the game and I know it was Kelly getting shots and like pushing and pressing for a goal. And then they got the equaliser on the 85th minute and you were just like, ah, oh, fuck's sake, look, tack the point now because, I mean, they are really going for this game. And I know that we nearly scored straight afterwards, we went back hitting the crossbar, but mm. then they scored in the 93rd minute. And for, for me, it was so deflating to lose two goals in an eight-minute period that went into injury time. It's just like, oh, we've got to be doing better than this. You know, we, we, we can't be conceding goals so many so late. Yeah, I know. You're absolutely bang on, mate. Um, the was the first one. Was the first one the when Shaughnessy went into Carson? Was that the uh, first one? Yeah, was yeah. That the equaliser. When the, yeah, when it was spilled onto the onto the deck. Yeah. I still think Car- I said it to you, mate. But I still think Carson's got to come out and punch that. He can't be coming out and claiming that in amongst other bodies. Do you know what I mean? Like he's got. To, I mean, obviously, I'm not a goalkeeper. I'm not telling him how to do his job. But I think he should be coming out and punching that. But look. Shaughnessy falls in, um, these things happen, and it had to be that McKenzie. Was that it was McKenzie that scored that? It one, was Joe was Wright, the first one. No, it was um, Joe Wright, the first one, and McKenzie. McKenzie the yeah. Though, <laughs> though, one of the funny things about McKenzie scoring the goal, watching Kelly TV, was the commentators believing it was the winner. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was brilliant, mate. And there was a few tweets about that as well. But yeah. on the commentary, you're absolutely right. Um, uh, yeah, man, I totally forgot about that. They, the commentators on that were, I know it's Kelly TV and they're going to be biased, but bloody hell, man. They were claiming for absolutely everything. And then Dundee make a subby, make a normal substitution. The boy's going, ah, Dundee time waste in there. They're making a subby, mate. <laughs> they're making a substitution. You know what I mean? But then Kelly make a subby, he doesn't make a comment about that, the flipping idiot. There was one where I think Dundee shot for a handball. And it wasn't a handball, and they were like, oh, again, just laughing. Dundee claiming for a handball for that. And about two minutes later, the ball, if you looked at it, it was one of those where I never hurt the Dundee player's hand, but it was at his side. And they're showing for a handball on a, and it was, it was, it was more obvious. If, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, you can, I've done, I've done DTV um, a good few times. No, very good, to be honest. But even I'm not that biased. Nah, no, th- this is the thing, I'm sorry, but if you're going to be commentating on matches, even if it is your club, you've got to be impartial, man. They just weren't. They were just Kelly, like, binocular, you know, their light blue glasses on, mate. They were just... And it, it, it came out really frustrated me from that game was the amount of times that you've seen Kelly, like, say they had the ball and the Dundee player would just come into them, just come to them, and they were going down. And they were going down and getting the free kicks every single time, man. That really riled me. But then mm. if Dundee were doing it to them, you know, the other way about, we weren't getting the fouls. But hey-ho, these things happen. You know what I mean? So when the what we all thought was the winner went in, I was obviously no at the game. I put about two hours cap because I've been at vets and everything. It was a bit of a rage for me. That was that. I was like, that's it. The, the TV's getting turned off. But mm. my wife's sitting on the city and so is my daughter. And my daughter, who never likes watching football, decides she's going to start crying. And she's like, oh, I wonder, well, that's not a great impersonation. But okay, I want the football back on. And I'm like, geez, I've got to put this back on and see Dundee lose. And as I stick it back on again, it's the corner. And up pops uh, Shagger Shaughnessy. Boom. Oh. Hey there. I was like, what a time to put that game back on. 
Oh, mate, honestly, like again, scenes. like you said, oh, scenes just going from absolute deject, uh, de dejection to fucking euphoria. But like I says, we we deserve that. We deserve the point. I think Kelly uh, Push did deserve the point as well. But what a header, by the way. Oh, I, I, I see, I, mate. Honestly, I would. I want somebody to put it in slow motion the way he jumps up, and you can actually see the muscles in his neck. Pure boom. Oh. I said that he rose like a salmon and then it was a bullet header. Oh, it was though. I, I want to see that in slow motion. I want to see the sweat beads coming off his hair. The veins in his Every, neck. Oh, man, <laughs> show me <laughs> that now. Sexy bastard. <laughs> what a header. But he's, he made, he's, well, no doubt speak about how we're, how we're rating the, the season so far, but Shaughnessy will be a topic of discussion for me, like, because he's mm -hmm. just been absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> At both ends of the park. One thing I'm disappointed about is after the celebrations in County when we scored basically in the, the injury time and the fans made it on the park, I was wanting to see fans abseiling for that top tier doing into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plastic pitch anyway, just jump. Soft London. <laughs> I heard a few things like it was it was carnage, like and there is a possibility that you could go over that. Like <laughs> but oh mate, scenes just brilliant. And yeah, like I said, good point. Um just I mean again, like Beck Beck of which we'll no doubt speak about. Yes, we know. Um he was up against the boy Armstrong, right? Armstrong's a, he's a player, like he is a player, he's a diving wee bastard, but he's a player. But he's playing up against Beck. Beck's fucked him off. Yeah, he switches to the other side, he's fucked off again, then he's back. Beck's fucked him off. What happens he gets subbed? Get up, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know where I was going with that. It was just, I, I just bet going back and forward, to be honest. Man, just, uh, just Beck just playing him an absolute blinder. And again, Beck did it against um, Celtic with Maida. Maida's a danger man, do you know what I mean? He ends up getting hooked because of it. Because mm -hmm. Beck was that good. What's that tell you? <laughs> Keep the tears for later. Keep the tears yeah. for later. We'll greet together. Yeah, let's do it, mate. We'll hug each other virtually. <laughs> um, so we'll move on to the new year and what should have been uh, a big game. You know, it's uh, it's Johnson's biggest biggest game of the season. <laughs> um, it is, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. no, in all seriousness, it was, it was shaping up to be a good game. You know, St. Johnson have found a really good vein of form under Levine. We've even though we've had a few bad results, um, we're still going strong as a team, performance-wise as well. Looks like we can get goals. I, I was just shaping up. I think they only had a couple of hundred tickets left as well. I think they'd sell yeah. quite a lot. Uh, yeah. A lot of them coming down the road. That was going to be a, a cracker, and then the old. Pitch inspection was called, which initially was just a precaution because of the Aberdeen game. Mm. And next thing you can, called off. This time there was no statements, there was no mm -hmm. training on the pitch, um, no interviews. So the, 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 this bit of the pitch must have been pretty bad for that to happen because if it was the same as the Aberdeen game, then I think Dundee would have fought their corner, but this bit must have been bad enough to be like, nah, this is the improving. And obviously, the weather wasn't even... Really, again, it came out sunny for a wee bit, but by the yeah. time kick-off would have came, it was foggy as hell. Um, mm. It was just... It would have made the, the ground damp, is even more damp um, and moist and soggy and all the other water ones. Water on People, top of water, yeah. mate. That's all it is. Water on top of water. It's just got worse, you know what I mean? But, yeah. 
I don't really know what to say about it, to be honest with you. I mean, the main thing for me is, I mean, everybody's right, like, pissed off, you know, and, and speaking about it, and it's not just Dundee fans speaking about it, it's, a fucking, it's like the entire Scottish football speaking about it just now, but everybody's speculating as to the reasoning behind it, you know, oh, it's the drains in Denzel, oh, it's the drains out of Denzel, oh, oh. like, see, for me, I want specifics, and I said that to you, I was like, I want, I'd, I'd like specifics, instead of going, what a lot of pitch, games off, guys, he's like, mm-hmm. like, what's, what's happened, like, what's caused it? You know, like, give me the actual specifics as to what's going on. Like, they're like me saying water on top of water. I've seen a few people saying that. Um, and then folk going, ah, they're probably not spending any money because they want to go to the stadium. You know what I mean? So, which I probably think is quite right. But, <laughs> but like I said, I mean, why, why would Dundee want to miss out on a hundred, like one, 200 grand, um, or 200 grand at least from these two games? Why would we want to not have that money in the bank. Exactly. Many uh, conspiracy theorists, you know. <laughs> Paul, if you want specifics, I'll give you specifics. Oft, here he comes. <laughs> Before coming on to record the podcast tonight, there's still people ranting about this on uh, various Facebook Dundee pages that shall re- rename, uh, rename? Uh, remain nameless. And one person... Is it put, the... No, I'm not joking. No. <laughs> one person did put... Um, a theory that he had that he put down it was a theory and the drain that runs down Dens Road cannot cope he's seen the drain cover at the mini roundabout at Isla Street launching the air when there's a volume of uh, water and pressure um, when it's been raining if the drain uh, is at maximum and full there's nowhere for the water to go at Dens and underneath it would be our ex-owner uh, Peter Marv, he popped up and says, you are correct, it was always a problem. When we were looking at rebuilding the dairy, we were having to put big, uh, t- what was it? <laughs> I before the pod, no bother. Uh, uh, atten- attenuation tanks. and Something like that, yeah, go with that. Yeah, attenuation tanks, go for that. Um, so there has been a bit of back and forth from fans, some saying it's the drainage on Dens Road. Some people have mm. came up with that straight away saying it's... And it is. I mean, the drainage around Dundee as a city in general has been highlighted with we, we, the recent weather, to be honest. Like, everywhere, like, flooding. Mm. So this is the one that's been put out there, but then you've got half that are saying that, and you've got half that are saying the club have got to take the blame for that. You can't even mm. put the blame on somebody else. Uh, it's an easy way out type thing. I don't know. I think that there's bound to be a build-up in something because... The water's got to go, got to go someplace for there, and if it's no making it down into the drainage on Dens Road, then it's just going to sit. Yeah, it's just going to sit there and get yeah. worse. I mean, like I was saying to you before we started recording, the, the season before, it was the the where was it again? It was right in front of the dugout that was the the bad area, and remember mm-hmm. they relayed it and everything, or they did stuff with it, but then now it's moved to the other end of the pitch. But did we not race the? the pitch at the end of the season because obviously it's on a slope I'm, I'm sure right. it did something like that uh, obviously the turf will be relayed and I believe they've drilled in even further but mate it's obviously not doing any I mean it'll be working to a certain degree but it won't be doing the full job you know that's needed for the drains so yeah. like I said it's just going to be water on top of water it's going to get worse it'll be like a bloody marsh and it, it, it's it, that'll be that end of the pitch will be pardon my French absolutely fucked by the end of the season You've also got the, remember the Motherwell game at the start of the season, August time, mm-hmm. lashing down, and the pitches water plugged, uh, water uh, uh, flooded in the, in the corner. And 
you see the, the Robertson's bloody sweeping it off throughout the game. Put drainage in there to run in to the, the front of the dairy, to the side of the dairy, and that took care of that problem. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. That, that's, that water has still got to go down someplace. Mm. Um, but it's like, because they've done that, then it must be, it's taken care of that area, but then it's it's just moved itself to a Another area. Yeah. So it's went for the dugout to the side to the middle, but it's always that bit of the pitch, um, which would then, like you say, lead on to Denzel. Like we, I'm just saying what I've seen on Facebook for an ex-owner. They've got the Ken. Mm. He's got the Ken more than us. Um, I know people can hear their opinions of of the Mars when the 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 random D, but I mean something like that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna like believe them. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. Because, Take his word for that, yeah, like, because, yeah. definitely. But then, I mean, but this is what I mean about the specifics. And I, I mean, it'd be interesting if the, the club would come out and say something about it, say, look, Kimsall or SSE or Scottish Water have got to fix that part. It's no on us. But then they're probably, they've probably had to keep hush-hush about it. Ask, but then there's me speculating again. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I, just, I think you can't do that. I, I think if there's a problem like that, I, I would to me it would look unprofessional of the staff coming out and saying, ah, oh, that's no real problem. That's the, the Scottish Water or the council. They've got to deal with that. I think that stuff like that has got to be dealt with behind closed doors. I know though it doesn't look good on the club. No, absolutely it, it not. At all. It doesn't ripped, at all. Mate, we're getting the whole ripped out of it. Nobody's saying, oh, um pitch inspection at Dens is going to be the equivalent of penalty at Rangers. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we've, got, we've got graphics fuck. right now. It's amazing. What about me in the, the chat? So me and Paul are in a chat with a few boys who are in uh, different few supporters clubs and I jokingly said it like, what, 10 minutes before? Or no, five minutes after the pitch inspection was due to begin. I put games off and left it for a couple of minutes, then decided to put, ha, 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 only joking. You know, as you do, like, shite banter. But by that time, boys had put it in the group chat and <laughs> Actually, what was that? I jinxed jinx that as well. So I jinxed. You jinxed that as well. Aye, aye. Stop watching Dundee, you, and just I'm gonna remove you from the chat. That's it. You're dubbed. You're banned. <laughs> you're, oh, man. you're barred. You're barred, mate. Your barred like, wins a voice. <laughs> like you're, you're like, mate. Honestly, you're barred like for everything. Eh? That's it. We <laughs> bar you for the podcast. <laughs> Paul, you mentioned something about gravity. Um, go on, enlighten me. Oh, gravity, yeah. Mate, obviously everybody was livid yesterday and you know fine well I was livid yesterday or the day before, you know, when the game got called off, I was bailing it. But folk put up a photo of Dens and then they put a photo up in North End. And see, when I was looking at it when I was on the bus, I was like, what? It's a fucking joke. That's a fucking joke. How can they get that, man? And it wasn't until the cold light of day the following morning that I realised North End's on a hill and Dundee is at the bottom of a hill. And, and I take it you're aware of gravity, Danny. You'd you you'd have a relatively strong grasp on what gravity actually is, don't you? Something about some boys sitting underneath a tree and getting hot with an apple. That's exactly it, mate. That's exactly it. You're bang on. But I'm going to give you an example, right? See see the pictures near me, Charlotte Street, right? See the ones at the very top next to the fire station at, you know, McAlpine Roadside. See them? They're immaculate. Was up there the day walking the dog. Absolutely tremendous, the pictures. But funnily enough, the ones at the bottom, you know, actually in Sh- at Charlotte Street, the ones at the bottom were like a marshland. Wonder why that is? Any mm. ideas? It's probably because of gravity and the water going down the way, because it's going down a hill. 
Do you know what I mean? Some people really need to get a grasp of that. <laughs> and these daft days putting out photos of North End and that, they clearly didn't know that Denz is at the bottom of a bloody hill. So what's going to happen? But hey, well, that's all I had to say about that. Yeah, and obviously if the, the theory you're not like Peter Mavs backed up by saying that there's a problem down there. So then you've got all this water running down. It's going to stop at some point on Dens, at Dens, and no mm. budge. There yeah. you go. Because it's got nowhere to go. I felt like, have we solved the problem at Dens Park? Da, 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 da. <laughs> By reading other people's comments, we've solved it. Oh, we've, you know, we've took a bit from there, a bit from here, a wee bit of Isaac Newton, that, nah, brilliant. <laughs> problem solved. Get the Scottish water on the phone. <laughs> Lads, look. Yeah, boys, look, we've cracked the code. <laughs> I've been looking at Isaac. I've been looking at Izzy's notes earlier. This is what's yeah. happening. <laughs> uh, I just read his 10,000 more document on the theory of gravity. <laughs> Guys, I've got it. This is it. This is how you fix it. But, mate, someone's got to give. Someone's got to give because... Like I said, I mean, I know obviously Charlotte Street. It's not fucking. It's not a professional ground. I know that. I'm aware of that. But the bit, of the the bit at the bottom of the pitches is absolutely ruined, and mm-hmm. it's just going to go. It's just going to get worse. And this yeah. weather isn't getting any better because, if in case people didn't notice, we're in January. <laughs> in well, January in Scotland is shite. Yeah. Well, notice looking back at the few seasons, um, also, uh, I've only went back a, few, a couple. Uh, 2021 we had games called off at home you know postponed because of waterlogged pitches and 2022 as well same problem Um, Mm -hmm. and then I think was it last season I think last season we had a few um, Dunfermline in the Challenge Cup and in between that was Partick and I know that one of the games against Dunfermline it was because we never put the undersoil heating on um. Oh, we didn't hate it. It's not uh, one of the rules in the championship. It's not one of the rules, anyway. but it was it was frost. Frost anyway. crisis. Yeah, so no doubt if we did put on the soil heating on the just defrost the and everything would just get flooded anyway. So um, oh, yeah, it, yeah, it just seems to be this. It just seems to be this point all the time. This yeah. point of the the year that this always happens. I mean, I, I would like to know what the club want to do. Yeah, and again, they didn't really have to come out saying anything. Didn't have to come out criticizing Scottish Water or Council because. Like we, we've kind of said it's their fault type thing, but yeah. we don't really know, really, yeah. So it'd be good to know what they want to do. If they want to do anything, because, well, we're going about it later. There's mere news about the potential new stadium. Um, but before we go on about that, obviously, one of the main reasons why everybody thought Dens Park was flooded and called off was purely because the Dundee fans were absolutely greeting. It was the tears after finding out that Owen Beck had been recalled by Liverpool. I can't say I'm too surprised to see it happening, but mm. absolutely gutted that it did. The best left back in that league, like by far, nobody close to him. An amazing talent of a boy. He's going to go far. And even now we're looking at um, the, tonight we've seen reports of Celtic and Rangers both asking, wanting them on loan. If they too have seen something for them as well, then you know it just speaks volumes. But Liverpool, Klopp's already said he will be playing for Liverpool this season. So fair play to the boy. He's going to the league leaders. Uh, he already plays for the league leaders anyway. He's his club, but he potentially will be playing, um, uh, or even in the the squad for games for a team that's top of the Premiership. Well done. All the best. 
I don't want to speak about it. Move on. <laughs> Gutted, mate. Couldn't believe it. Fucking happy new year. Beck's gone. What? Twenty twenty four spoiled already. <laughs> well, um, one of the Dundee pages, I can't remember which one it was, but they put up like a video in the morning of, was it this like fake Young and Klopp like celebrations all mixed into one? And it's like, yeah. Beck's still not been recalled yet. And then, five years <laughs> later, boom, recalled. Gutted, mate. But listen, chuff for him because, like, it, it, I think I probably said it to you. I said it to loads of people. I forget who I'm speaking to half the time. But it, as soon as Robertson got injured, all I was thinking in my mind was he'll get recalled, and then obviously the boy Simicast with the broken collarbone, he's gubbed. Mate, it was it was inevitable. So I think Dundee have known about it. Obviously, they've probably had word about it since Robertson. I think so. Listen, they'll need to panic just now. I believe in Doc. I think mm-hmm. there's a plan in place for that. Obviously, that inevitable eventuality just absolutely got it happened and. Boy, you know, chat Bruce Paul Bruce. He keeps going. He's the best left back since Tosh McKinley. Probably people will agree with that. Do you know what I mean? I say he's the best left back we've had since Jordan Marshall. <laughs> Listen to you like masking the pain we comedy. Oh, trying to mate. That's what I tried to do, mate. That's what I tried to do. But just got to do. What a player. What See a player. the that game. Obviously, it was my night out, my Christmas night out. That like, and we were watching the game, and obviously we've seen the boy. Going off, well, getting injured, and um, one of the like me and my mate always wind up one of the older guys that we work with, and we were like, oh, that shoe's about to get beaten again. Liverpool fan and all that, um, kind of winding him up, going, oh, that's a player after Arsenal just going to like uh, just go at you now and win, and then this helped the boy said, and uh, thing he'll be coming on at left back was it Gomez or something, um, or uh, somebody's coming on at left back, and I'm like, eh, hey. Joe Gomez, I'm like, what? That's the left back. After winding him up, I'm like, ah, oh, fucking hell, man. Knew Straight away, happen, I was like, he's getting, he's getting recalled. Aye. Knew it was going to happen. Like, but like I said, it was an absolute pleasure watching him flourish in the dark blue because it really was. Like, he'd, he'd, he just hit the ground running. Okay, there was a couple of games he had a, that, a couple of wee mistakes, but then he ironed that out his game. And like I touched on earlier with the boy Armstrong, he fucked him off. He fucked off Maida. He's just, anybody going at him, <laughs> they were in his pocket, mate. The, the worst news, though, about it all was the fact that me and Paul was due to do a player interview with him for the podcast on the 11th of January. So we jinxed it. We you jinxed it. it. <laughs> you jinxed that as well. Got that's it. You. Absolutely that's got on it. You. That's on you, Danny. But listen, hey, look, mate, rightly enough, there's teams sniffing about him. That, that, that was going to happen with the performances that he put in. Mate, if you're performing like that, inconsistently performing like that, there's going to be teams sniffing about you. So I hope Liverpool do play him, even if it's only for one fucking minute. Mm-hmm. Because then that means he can only play for Liverpool or yeah. Dundee. Aye. Hopefully that yeah, he comes on for like a half a minute cameo in the mm. League Cup or something like that, and then it decides, you know, we, Robertson's going to be back sooner than what we think. It's, it's the special thinking, isn't it? It's the hope that kills you. Well, I heard what I'm sure I read that Robertson was meant to be back in light training. He's meant to be, but he'll probably be back through the end of the month. 29th seems to ring a bell with me. I don't know why, but anyway. Mm-hmm. But they've got, and I'm sure they've got EFL and FA Cup, and I'm in between a couple of Premiership games. So, mate. Aye, Klopp loves playing the young youngsters in that. 
He done it yeah. in the Europa League against that Royal Union Belgian team. So hmm. we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Um, and Started. if you've made it this far into the podcast, may as well tag Owen back in and ask him if he still fancy he's coming on to speak to us. Come on, mate. <laughs> Um, not today with your future at Dundee or the, the last half of the season Just we'll just speak about what you did um, what was your favourite restaurant and stuff like that <laughs> uh, so obviously Ombeck gone gutted heartbroken but we did sign a boy he got called back from his parent club Burnley from St Johnston and what within an hour two we signed him mm-hmm uh, Derek Costello the Irishman uh, I think he's a winger played 12 games for St Johnston this season scored one goal looked at the goal before coming on it was a good strike keeper kind of he should have done better um, but I looked at the comments and I'm not going to judge it on this but I looked at the comments of St Johnston fans and they were kind of happy to see him go but at the same time up until Levine came in they've been absolutely honking so I'm not really going to take their word on it I'm going to give the boy a chance as you would it's a pity we didn't actually play against St Johnson that game because as much as it was <laughs> we're going to be missing Owen Beck I was like well, kind of glad we're not playing because that's just like like pulled the drug out, out under our feet yeah, I know. if he played you would have loved it if he went and scored against his former well I say former employee but he's a former what would you call I don't it? Know what you mean. <laughs> Stomping ground. Stomping ground, yeah. Yeah. I think the thing is, obviously, with the farmers, they probably would have they probably would have enjoyed playing on dens, to be perfectly honest with you. They're used to used to like marshlands and stuff like that. Like all the cliches are coming out now, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but mate, listen, I, I did the same as you, and the comments weren't favourable. Like they weren't there was no like all the best, mate. Oh, it was good to see you in the light blue, right? It was just like he's shite and all that. It was just but I'm not, again, like you, I'm not judging it. And one boy made the point, I can't remember who said it, but I bang on. Doc's obviously seen something I know, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's went, yeah, if the opportunities arose, brilliant, bring him in. But like you said, 12 games, but it's funny how he, he you know, coincidentally again, Levine's come in and then he's no, not been playing. So Levine obviously is the keen on him. But, but then again, that's Craig Levine for you, is it? Anyway. Aye, aye. But I noticed him... Um... A lot of people were saying that, uh, obviously, before Charlie Adam got the Fleetwood manager's gig, that he was the under, was the 23 manager, loan manager, and it was his last uh, doing, uh, helping the I club. I knew you would wait to speak about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, I don't know if many people have seen it, but it was way back at the end of October. There were stories in the record and the Daily Mail that uh, the owners of Burnley, ALK Capital, were in talks to team up at Dens Park and make Dundee their feeder club. And obviously, um, as well as, uh, I quote the Daily Record, which maybe shouldn't really do, um, invest significant cash in the Dens Park side. So mm. this is for second player from Burnley. I'd be intrigued now to see in this transfer market if any more any more come from Burnley because if they do, that makes me think, is this lot now involved with Dundee? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I've seen a few people saying that and I mean this could just be adding two and two together and getting five, mate. But but we want to want to make it a good podcast. We want to speculate to Yeah, we love speculating. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we hate speculating about the stadiums and that, but we love speculation about players and investments <laughs> and stuff. Is it but, here? Somebody better have a look at their under twenty three team, see if there's any decent boys in there. Like, <laughs> but it's something to maybe keep an eye out for, because if we get another front Burnley player up uh, to Dens Park as a loanee, then you, you you will you will start thinking, I wonder if this has actually happened or you know what's oh, happening yeah. behind the scenes. Definitely, mate. But see, this boy Dara was. I'm sure somebody made a point that he was the under twenty three top goal scorer last season. Mm-hmm. Should sure somebody mentioned that? Um, Listen, striker, but being strikers, I think, you know, so I'd be a bit more competition because it's not like the strikers are scoring. So, look, let's see what the boy's like. Give him a chance. Apparently, he can play on a wing as well. So, yeah. look, let's give it a go. We've spoke previously in this podcast that the type of strikers that we've got, we need something a bit different, somebody with a wee bit of pace, you know. Um, I, I think I, I, I said we need a, an excuse the language, a wee, a wee nippy cut up front. Absolutely. And he's no, he's not exactly we, but uh, if he's been put onto the wing and whatnot, then he's going to hear a bit of pace about him. Could work out well for him. He's got. It's going to be different to the players that were playing up top for St Johnston. What we've got at Dens might work well for him, and well, work yeah. well for the, the strikers that we've got and us. Could be a different system that it's all he's needing. Maybe he can't mm-hmm. play in Levine's system, you know, or he couldn't play in what was the previous what was the other manager's name that got punted? What was he? McLean, Steve McLean. McLean, Steve McLean. Uh, maybe maybe that system didn't assume. him. You never know. Maybe you are you know, three five two. Never know. You never know. But I still think, mate, I, I know Docs obviously came out and said, look, there might not be much business, but mate, I I think we're gonna be busy this uh January. I really I do. I won't I don't believe that. I think there's 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 a lot of business still to do at Dents. Oh yeah. I think there's still a lot a lot of business to do. I can see people going out on loan. I can't I can't see many people getting put I brought back from loan. Who's so I think we've got Max Anderson at Cali. Sean Graham at Montrose. Look Graham at Montrose, uh, Sean Burn at the uh, table toppers of the championship resorters. Well, um <laughs> <laughs> I like also that. just thinks that there as well, so well. Oh well done, Danny. <laughs> um, funny you mentioned Burn because there's obviously that rumour going about Dens Park Choir put up Andy Halliday right to Dundee and uh, it's getting traction mate but anyway um, I would much rather have Burn Park than Andy Halliday <laughs> mm-hmm. not too sure not too sure um, I think we're kind of I think we're sorted in the middle of the mm-hmm. park really I think if we were looking for something extra, we're looking for something extra up top, which I think Halliday could do the job. But I, like I've seen that, I mean, we can quickly jump onto the rumours that we've heard just now. There's no many. Um, Lou Strap, he was signed. So you, obviously, for people that can't remember him, he was a left back at Morton last season. I think he was the Player of the Year for them. He done yep. really well. He was really impressed me when he played against us. Yeah, um, he was an annoying wee bastard. He was. He, he just done the job and was good. He, I think, his contract ran out. He never signed for anybody, though I think he might have been injured. Yep. So up until, what, last month, month and a half ago, he still mm-hmm. never had a team. So he signed a short-term deal with Morton and he's due to leave them, well, in the transfer window. Kelly have been uh, thinking with him. I think he's also been training with them for a month. So yeah, they probably got, you know what, yeah, where they're sitting in the league just now and also their manager and they're going to be front runners sign him. But Dundee are interested in them in as well, so it would be a good option. Though I think maybe if it doesn't happen, we've got Donnelly, a left back called Lamy. 
Um, but Lustrup is as a player that you, you would want to see Dundee go for. I like him. I've um, always liked him. Yep. Yeah, and obviously you've got the Andy Halliday rumor that's that's going about. There's also I've seen a few people link him strongly to us, but also I've seen a few people from the Hearts side basically saying he's uh, wrist bound. So it's this it's this time of the Wraith? year. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. A strange yeah. one. I know, but they've owner, they've got new owners who've got a bit of money. So if they mm. see where they are at this time, they might just think, well, we'll pay the money because we've got a good chance of going up Promoting. or yeah. promotions via the playoffs or first spot. So, um, but this is this is silly season, Paul. It's silly season right now because I like a bit of silly season, man. Everybody, yeah, I, mean, I love it. Even love looking it. at, I'm on Desperate Choir's page just now and. So I've been linked to be the boy uh, Dylan Easton as well, Fred Riff and the Leeds boy, oh, yeah, yeah um, him as well. And they put up an hour ago, uh, Robbie Fraser, he's the Rangers B team captain. Get him on loan, he can play left back, left midfield, centre midfield, centre back. I mean, left back, centre back, kind of goes into the system that Tony Dockett likes playing with, yeah. uh, and left, left midfield. So, yeah, but it's just going to be loads and loads of silly stories coming about, about who we're going to sign, who's going, who's coming back. You know, it's it's, it's going to be a long two weeks. It's going to be very long, mate. Very long. But I, I think this is going to be very, very busy. Like, And I mean, mate, there was even, there's even wee rumours going about a Bakayoko back to Forest Green. Have you seen that? I've only seen that for you. Oh, right, so it was just me that started that <laughs> just, then. I've only seen that for you, so... <laughs> I've uh... got my sources. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen people speaking about that. I've seen people speaking about Lamy going back. But I would really love Dundee to sign him on a permanent, to be perfectly well, honest Well, I think, you. speaking, Lamy just lost two of their players. One boy went back uh, to the paint club doing in England. Marvel. And, yeah, and... And they've sold that Connor Wilkinson. Connor Wilkinson, yeah. So, I mean, you never know. Hopefully he's not happy there and they're happy to, to keep him here. But it's one of those where it would be horrible to see not just one mainstay in the defence as in Beck going, yeah. but Lamy. But this is... this We're is light the, in defence, mate. I think, I know strikers, yeah, that's been strengthened, but this boy coming in, that's that box ticked. I think the defence were light, were mm -hmm. very light. This Look is, what's happened with the Portales injury. Then, mm -hmm. yeah. This is the, the what you this is the water that you tread though when you bring in lone players. You Absolutely. Know? When it comes to this January windy, there's that great chance that they get called back because they've been doing fantastic for the, the, the opposite team. And that's mm -hmm. what's happened here. Um hopefully Alame doesn't get called back and he's you know, happy enough to stay here in Motherwell or happy enough to let him stay here. But we then losing two defenders, so it was like, Oh no, here we go. Here we yeah, go. That's man. not good. It's not good. But see, see the main thing for me, right? I ain't, I ain't panicking, like, at all. Because I've always always said that I feel Docker has got a plan and there's method to what he's doing. But you look at the team, obviously it was decimated come the end of the season with boys leaving and whatnot, right? But then Docs came in and assembled the team that we've got currently, right? And look at look at how we're doing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Punching above our weight, we're doing all right. You know what I mean? We're, we're doing away fine. But imagine what a couple of reinforcements would do to that team. Probably take up a wee notch. You know what I mean? A... So look, I'm, I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried at all. No, I don't think I feel confidence in uh, Tony Dockett and his backroom team. People that jump on football manager, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm not, not trying to be bad there, but it's, you know, what I mean is the, the stats people 
that look at X, Y, Z, and you know, because you've got don't you've got people like that that work for them that look at that. And to me, I mean, I've not got a clue. I just think, oh, that boy's not too bad. Can he be a good player for Dundee? He's got two feet. Yeah. <laughs> but then they're looking at stats. So this boy's made like fifty passes that have ended up in forty-two chances. Mm. And that's what they'll be looking at. Um, I've got my trust in them. I've got my trust in them. I've got my trust in Tony Docherty to make the right decisions if things didn't go in their favour or things are going in their favour, uh, making certain areas better than than what they are. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a wild one, but I'm happy enough. Happy enough. I mean, I think we're still seventh in the league. We've got. Three two games ahead, everybody. Also because of call-offs, postponements, which we spoke about. But I know we're going to have a, a back catalogue of games coming up, which could make or break seasons. A back but catalog. Cause... They're not the Beatles, mate. A, ba- <laughs> a backlog. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, superb. <laughs> I was in my stride, Paul. I'll go back into that. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Didn't put his up a stride. <laughs> oh, my mind's went a flaccid there I can't remember what was happening um, flaccid flaccid um, but at the end of the day uh, when we look at the league or similar in the league that's with two or three games ahead of, uh, of two or three games uh, less than most teams I mean even picking up one a win and a draw about the three games that we've got in hand and some boys hey, we're, we're getting clearer boys because mm-hmm. this league is getting tight um, but we've got two weeks to, to speculate and kind of, well, we'll probably not even speak about it in the next podcast anyway, but um, that's what it is. That's what the league table is just now. Pick up a good few results and with games in hand, we'll be looking good. We'll be fine, mate. Honestly, we'll be absolutely fine. Nothing mm. to worry about. Just going to be a very interesting January window. Yeah. Um, obviously, one of the big talking points this well, I'll say this year, was the end of last year, was that the club released a new stadium con- art concept um, of what they hope the new stadium at New Camp, New Camp, uh, Camp Adun will look it's like. New Camp, eh, mate? Uh, it's going to be New Camp. It is an absolute beauty. A beauty. Where's the crematorium? Uh, if you look at the picture, I think it's in the bottom, bottom left-hand side. It's definitely there, then. I think it is. I think it'll be there as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I think even in the thing. initial plans, it was meant. If you look at the 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 first the drawings, no the actual pictures, but if you look at the drawings that they released initially, it was in that area at the bottom. Um, because if we then went, if, if, a few people have seen saying is that a training centre, but the training centre would be over the trees into the campy. Um, as you can see, like a wee car park on the the corner of the concept. Uh, uh, that was released by Dundee, um, yeah. so I think that's in the bottom, the bottom of the the car park. Um, expected no more twelve and a half thousand supporters, um, stadium capacity, which I think is sensible. I Absolutely think sensible, I, mate. I think that's the initial, the yeah, I think the initial hoping to get fifteen or whatever was just would be playing yeah. if it happened in a stadium that would be echoey as echoey as this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the stuff that came out, we, you know, they're going to have a safe, safe standing area, um, state of LED screens, a tiered hospitality offering, um, a 250 capacity brew hall, which you'll love. Uh, oh, sensational. They've got a wee nod towards the actual leech stand. 
planning permission. So it was, it was actually the, the PPIP uh, planning planning permission and principal application uh, was meant to be lodged imminently. 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 I don't think I've seen anything. I keep checking every so often. I've not seen much pop up on the Dundee Council website, but obviously it was the so close to Christmas and New Year that places are only going to be up. So it'll be interesting to see when that exactly just does go up on the council planning website. Um, it's beautiful to see. It's fantastic. It feels like we're making strides in it, but at the same time, we're no further forward from where we are from the previous mm. planning or pre-planning applications or planning permission in principle because it's all at the same bat. So if you're looking at it as you're running a marathon, you're, you're still at the starting line, basically. So until I see us moving off that line and seeing a little bit more, that's when I'll become excited. I know that I'm not saying I'm no, because it's it's a, a beautiful uh, concept to uh, what the hope the stadium is going to be. And I'm led to believe it's the final, it's the final design. Um, I still need to see a little bit more. Yeah, a wee bit more. But like, like you said, I, mean, I don't think anybody will really fully believe it until a spade hits the deck. Do you know what I mean? Well, um, even when the planning permission goes in and there's more... To, I know the planning permission can take months and months, but even to but, see a full planning permission going in, uh, which... I've heard people say that the, the full planning permission is there. Like everything's just waiting. It's just basically now a green the point on. Yeah, it's just basically this is the the stages they're going through. So they have to go through the stage again because things have changed. It's not what mm. it was before. So it goes through that again, and I think they're just ready and waiting for each section or each uh, duration or what they've got to wait for to be like right next one, next one, next one. Well, like, again, mate, Nelms in his pre-match interview against Celtic on Sports Sound, he was going, um, he mentioned summer, fall of 2024 is where he wants to see the work beginning on the new stadium and then wants to be in it for 2025. Like, that's, that's a, quite a small window to build a stadium and all these houses and mm -hmm. check what the drainage is like up there as well. Well, Camby's flooded just now anyway, so... That's uh... a pointless one, mate! <laughs> <laughs> ah, but, I mean, like, he was, obviously he was going on about the... Um, obviously the housing and, and the hotel and that, and the term he used I thought was classic. Those are there to feed the beast. <laughs> the beast <laughs> in the stadium. Oh, it was classic. Well, see, the thing is, though, that the, the duration he's got, uh, it does seem short, but at the same time, he... You'll probably be looking at getting the stadium built first and foremost. That'll be that. Mm -hmm. The car park, the getting into the stadium, the stadium gets built, and then after that, it'll be everything surrounding it. The hotel, the you know, the probably the training facility, the houses at the back, and the ice rink is getting a bit added on it as well. So that'll come at a later mm -hmm. date. I think it'll be first and foremost stadium. That's it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. What we we'll to see? What we we'll see? It looks beautiful. Hopefully, we we'll see mayor. It'd be good to see like a three D model. Yeah. Or, yeah, stuff like that. Because I think we were, yeah. we, were, we were promised that on the last one there was going to be a three D model, and obviously things changed, so we we'll never get a seat. So hopefully, this one we we'll do see something more. Um, again, a lot of people didn't believe it. A lot of people, I think, I think after the last couple of call-offs, a lot of people kind of getting behind the new stadium because they're getting pissed off. We never get to see a game. <laughs> Yep, and 
again we'll speculate about that Danny but yeah could that be a remaster plan eh because uh, I think oh. it's been well known that the club have kind of clawed back their not investment but they've clawed back their expansion on the stadium you know there's mm. they do what they've got to do um, but everything goes into the is going into the proposed new one but again let's not speculate Um it's been loads of speculation on this episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a conspiracy just like episodes oh, and pinfoil hats and yeah. You need to change the hashtag on the this video and just put conspiracy. Nine <laughs> eleven was an downloads. inside. nine eleven was an inside job, honestly, man. <laughs> oh man, oh we're going to viral. <laughs> we're run by lizards. There are lizards, the politicians. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot more than that, but we could probably say a lot more about them, but we'll know. Um, but we'll not get into that. No, no, for legal reasons. Um, I said we've only got a couple of minutes. We've spoken about quite a lot, Paul. Let's say a wee review of the, the the season. Well, half a season we've just had like best game, best goal, best player that you've seen. Mm. Um, or best performances. Uh, fire away, have you got any on, on your mind? Well, uh, best players, well, we're obviously going to say Beck, or Beck's going to be in that conversation, but Boateng as well, but see for me, like I touched on earlier, see Shaun- Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy's been the best signing of the season. Like, mm. like I said, he, he leads from the back. He's got two, I mean, he scored those goals against Livy and then he's got those two you know, the point at Kelly, the, the winner up in Ross County, for me, Shaughnessy, like, sign of the season. I'm with you on that one. I'm with really? you on that one. Yes, because... I thought you were going to go back. No, no, Shaughnessy, because he's here, he's here for a couple of seasons as, as well. He's a, he's a, he's a Dundee signing, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just a boy that you're looking at and thinking, he'll just continue doing good for us. He'll continue being the captain. He'll be the, continue being the spine of the team. What else could you ask for? And he gets up and he gets goals as well. Marry me, honestly. Marry me, please. (laughs) Best game. Best game. Be the St. Mern match. The 4-0. Again, mate, I'm with you on that one. For fuck's sake. (laughs) I know, I know. There's no much. Uh, It just goes, well, look at St. Mern with Flynn. I mean, they were third in the league. They weren't playing that well. I think they went about six games about a win, or maybe seven, maybe six. I say six. Um, so they weren't playing well, but they were still third in the league. Mm-hmm. Was, I mean, you see them just now; they're, they're still a good team. And we absolutely tanked them, like destroyed them. Oh, we let them pass the ball about all that game and just mm-hmm. picked it and just ran and scored. We didn't have to do much. We did. We were just like we touched on a few episodes before, and we kept saying that someone needs to click, but that was the game where it clicked there. Mm-hmm. And we just ran them ragged there. And basically, the pumping that I've been uh, predicting like every single week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, What's your goal of the season? Goal. I'll let you go first. See, I'm going to go Mings. I don't know. See, Mings is it's not, it's not a good goal, but it's what happened and what it meant. Mings is a Ross Company, Shaughnessy. Luke McKellen okay. hits it off the post and it hits him and goes in. I think just because of the the moment, the time, and the way the fans celebrated. Yeah. Give me that every single day of the week, please. Put that on a plate and I'll gobble it up. Disagree. Going to disagree with that. (laughs) Go for it. I I, I love a free kick, eh? McKibben's free kick against Livy. Ah, Livy, aye. Just everything about about that, eh? The technique, Mm -hmm. the placement, just everything. 
with a player. Plus, it was probably like the only moment of that game, really, was it? Was his goal because it was just a flat, poor game but, against Lovey. Against Danny, we're, not, we're not speaking about the performance. We've already spoken about the performance of the season. Okay, I'm just speaking about the goal here. All right. No, but I was, I was going to bump up and say it brought up what oh. we were watching and the moment of magic from him from oh. his sweet oh. left oh. foot to the top oh. corner. God damn it, Paul! Jumping Sensational. in like that. Sorry, mate. <laughs> what a goal, though, mate! That just like I said said earlier, you could do a compilation and just look at Kevin goals and mm-hmm. just he's just. Uh, he's one player I'd be really disappointed if he's somebody comes in in January for him. Honestly, somebody did that, make a compilation of Luke McCallum's goals and throw it up on Pornhub. So, moving away from the football side, games, postponements, players leaving, players coming in, potential new stadiums, nice bonny pictures. Shout out for our sponsors this season, uh, Hilton Electrics. Martin is having... A pretty like bad time with hospitality just now, Paul. He was booked into here hospitality against Aberdeen, postponed. He was then booked into have hospitality against St Johnston, postponed. His his record on hospitality is matching mines of my winless streak. He just kind of get the game. I get the game, but we get beat. He just kind of get it. <laughs> you you book it, we get beat. He books it, postponements. <laughs> yeah, that's the new one. So beat up postponements. We need to find somebody. We need to find somebody in Dundee that when they book hospitality, they always win. Paul, part, Paul, no, 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 Paul, Paul, you got to remember, this time last year, we went to that Brough game and got pumped 4-2. Yeah, but that's because it was with you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It does not matter. <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> I think it absolutely does. Mm. Um, so, like, thanks for him for for sponsoring us um, yeah big thanks man what a guy what a guy I want to also point out as well we spoke about Scott Gates in Sweden listening to this podcast I yeah. received another email from another listener in Sweden shut up no um, Ray Brown uh, he moved to um, Gothenburg in 2002 Gothenburg I've, I've heard of that name a few times Um he moved there after meeting his wife and he listens to the pod every Monday on his way home from work and he heard us speaking about Scott Gates uh, being uh, living in Sweden and listening and he just thought that we've got double the amount of supporters in Sweden than what we thought. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Up with the board at Sweden DSC. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see flags made. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say you have like a not like a Proper Swedish name like Bjorn or something. It was emailing <laughs> yeah. you, but it's Ray Brown. <laughs> Favorite field. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's class, man. That is absolutely class. So thanks, what a guy, Ray. I know. Thanks for getting in touch, mate. I never noticed he sent it a while ago. Uh, well, I see a while ago, but I, I never played back until about like seven days after. So I can only apologise about that. But yeah, it's great to hear. Um, that's brilliant. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping that we get another email saying, come on, you've got a front fan in Sweden. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, get out. <laughs> I know um, I'm going on my holiday this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got to say, I'm going to crash in who's who's. <laughs> wait, wait, Gothenburg for a wee sesh. <laughs> um, oh, brilliant. Also, before the Aberdeen game, uh, a really special shout out mention. Um, I don't think he really wants named 
Um, but Tamfrey Twitter. And if you don't follow him, he's CD CFD Tizzy. He might not accept you. Um, they didn't take it personal. But anyway, he asked us, he got in touch with the podcast and asked us if we he was hoping to donate money to buy uh, a family that can't make the matches. That can make the, that can make the matches, but can't make them. Uh, but he got in touch and said that, and it was like, what a guy! So managed to find um, somebody, and he donated money uh, for us to go and buy the tickets. But we managed to find a family and says, look, the money you're going to donate, um, that's it's too much for what we've got. And he decided, you know what, I'll put more towards it, go and buy loads of festive deal tickets for the Aberdeen Celtic and St Johnston match. So we did that. And also we put out a few um, tweets uh, asking if anybody needed them. Um, we'd also like pick them at random. And we did, we've gave them out to people. And we just want to say, like, Tom, I thank you very much, by the way, because the amount of money you put across was just tremendous. Obviously, Tam lives, he doesn't live in Scotland and he also uh, supports Dundee from afar, can't even make the matches. He wanted to make sure that people that live in Dundee that uh, struggle to get to the matches have the chance to do it. And that's what he did. I mean, three season tickets were handed out and I think four or five different sets of festive deal, uh, festive deal tickets. Mate, round of applause for you. Round of applause for you, mate. Round of applause. What? What a guy, mate. Honestly, just what a guy. Such a selfless act. Do you know what I mean? Putting others in front ahead of himself. You know what I mean? He I could know. have had that money himself, but he's donated it to does, and then it's got more fan, well, fan back on board, back in the door, bums on seats, and that. It's just, just what a guy, Tom. I know because even like when he, the amount he was initially donating, and also we won't disclose it, but we're like, look, that's too much to what we've got there. So like, you, you only have to donate that, and he actually added extra on it <laughs> to go and get more stuff above and, and beyond. Yeah, I'm like, mate, top top man, and uh, you know, yeah, the the family were overjoyed with it, loved it, and then the people that have handed out tickets there as well have been overjoyed with it as well because it's it's a tough time of the year. Just absolutely for some people just to just to get by. So even uh, the deal Dundee were doing was really good, but for some people, oh, we're still too much. And you know, I've said on deep times, well, that's just the Dundee family, mate. <laughs> that is. But yeah, like you say, Paul, Dundee family, absolutely selfless act. Uh, Dan, I hope you had a great Christmas in the year because the, the generosity that you showed was absolutely fantastic. Um, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. It's actually been a quite a long podcast, Paul. What's uh, to speak about, mate? I know, I know, but the only way we can get through it in about an hour, uh, we've waffled on. So let's uh, let's uh, draw this to an end, uh, Paul. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks again, mate. Always a pleasure. Yeah, and we'll uh, obviously we won't have the Owen Beck interview now to come back. We that was the initial. Uh, thing that was going to be happening so we will see what we can do we'll see what if we can pluck a player if no we'll all be back next week to speak about something there's bound to be some transfer activity bound to be if no we'll just speculate as we normally did uh, through this episode that we'll just do it again for another year um, but thank you very much for everybody for listening I hope you had a great Christmas and an even better new year and we'll talk to you later <laughs>